also am moderately obsessed with Zoom backgrounds. I love that for you. You can start, you're starting to see the process of me becoming the character from a beautiful mind that doesn't have real people and just talks <laughs> to walls and papers and throws desks out windows. That's fair. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Of your mind. Yes. So beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's beauty and she's grace. She's, she's Miss, Miss United, United States. States. That was one uh, of the three movies I watched yesterday. Miss Congeniality? Yeah. Yay! Because it was one of the eight movies I watched this weekend. Was it because it was almost the perfect date? It was. It was twenty fifth or whatever. Yes. Not too hot. Not too cold. cold. All you need's a light jacket. (laughs) Oh, by the way, hi. Hello. (laughs) I guess are we in the show now, or are we just chatting? Because I don't know. I mean, we never really know. No, it's true. If we're in the show, then welcome. (laughs) Hello. Welcome. Guten We're Detroit Tag. Strange. We sure are. <laughs> and that is Alex. And that's Jess over there. Yeah. Uh, still using the Zoom, clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quarantine still happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are quarantine queens. We will get through this. Yeah. Trying to up our game a little bit every week. Yeah. Uh, what if what have your quarantine times been like this week? Anything different? Other than, obviously, you're scripting something out. I watched at least nine movies that I'm counting again, because I forgot about the Friday's movies. Oh, like in this week, you mean? This weekend. Oh, well, yeah, you did like watch, what, four when I talked to you on Sunday, Saturday? Yeah, I don't know what Saturday day night, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I watched five Saturday <laughs> in, a, in a row, like starting at 2 p.m. and ending at like midnight. Just movie, 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 movie. I watched a couple movies this weekend. We took a break from watching Ghost Adventures. Fun. I keep saying Ghost Adventurers, but the name of the show is Ghost Adventures. But I'm turning yeah. them into like a cartoon. Yeah. I feel like there You're should be a cartoon. You're helping them brand. I would love to see like some little chipmunks hunting for ghosts in the Ghost Adventures or something. Uh-huh. What well, was... Okay. Any honorable mentions of the movies you watched this weekend? Well, like I said, we didn't really... I think we might have only watched one movie. Which one? Heathers. Solid choice. Yeah. My roommate's never seen it before, and it came up on Hulu, so uh, we watched it. good reason. You have to... I mean, everybody should see Heathers at least once. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've probably seen it once or twice. It's Mm -hmm. one of those movies where, like, I appreciate it, but it's not one I can rewatch all the time. No, it it has to have been years since I've watched it. I've probably seen it, like, three or four times. Uh, it's very dark, so it does leave you in like a kind of a mood because you're like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But also, Winona Ryder is great in it. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so think it was, it was good. Yeah. I think the best movie I watched this weekend was Xanadu. Not even two minutes in, I was yelling, oh, my God, at the TV at the top of my lungs. Um, <laughs> alone, just in my basement, just like, oh, my God. Love this is it. amazing, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous, one of a kind, never before seen, out of favor reference or not reference. I've never beautiful. seen it. Girl. <laughs> let me paint you a, let me paint you the opening scene. Okay. There's an artist, clearly mm. troubled because he's an artist, working mm. away yep. in his studio at his art. And he he's just an gets right, he gets frustrated, tears up the sheet of paper he's working on, and says, first line of the movie. 
I guess guys like me just shouldn't have dreams anyway. <laughs> uh, so this is the first emo kid. I think so. <laughs> so then he throws the pieces of paper. They fly out the window. And they fly past a mural of like the seven muses and they all come out to life. But they're all like neon because they're muses. And then one of them's Olivia Newton-John. Oh, I've heard of this movie. I did not know what it was about at all, though. Wow. Did you stream uh, it or was yeah. this a purchase? Okay. It was on HBO. Oh, okay. I can watch HBO. Highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, now is the time. Mm -hmm. It's perfect for if you have like a CBD drink or like something to kind of just like mellow you out and really get you in the mood. It does make for a better viewing opportunity. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. something to chill you out. It's stressful mm -hmm. times, so anything you can kind of do to just relax a little. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah. I yeah. think that catches me up on the... Just like a lot of movies, starting to be productive again. Mm -hmm. You were baking uh, yesterday, weren't you? Yes. Mm -hmm. I cooked some minestrone. I made a minestrone soup. Ciabatta bread. And nice. then I made a chocolate zucchini cake. Nice. Oh, yeah. You were talking about that zucchini cake. Yeah, I point. like. Yeah, I like. So when I went to the store to get stuff for minestrone soup, I bought two mm -hmm. zucchini and I was already kind of like throwing too many vegetables in it. That I was like, OK, I'll save this other zucchini. And then I was like, I want something sweet. And I saw that zucchini sitting there. I'm like, now is the time. Yeah, my roommate's actually making zucchini bread in the uh, kitchen right now. And I'm super excited. Nice. Zucchini is great in any baked good. I mean, it's good. I it's it's a good vegetable, too, but it just adds like a nice density to the baked good mm -hmm. and like keeps it moist. Mm -hmm. um, I tried a new frosting recipe, too, because like I didn't have the re ingredients for their frosting like mm -hmm. for the one that came with the cake. I found this one. It was like melted butter. It's like a, you melt a stick of butter, a third cup of cocoa, three cups of powdered sugar. And that might be it. I think there's like a splash of vanilla too, but like you just kind oh. of beat that together. And it, so it's kind of like a classic buttercream, except for you melt the, yeah. the butter to make it. But it, like for some reason, the melting the butter made all the difference because um, mm -hmm. it like got like that darker brown color. It almost like it reminded me of like a really good homemade version of like the canister frosting like you get at the store. Okay. Like just like the can of frosting. For some reason, I'm imagining it would be shinier. Was it shinier? I don't know. Probably. Why I'll send okay. you a picture. Um, okay. And maybe next time you stop over to drop something off, which I don't know. I might have everything now. But if you feel <laughs> I think like you have all the equipment now, if you feel like coming back over, I made like I obviously shouldn't eat a 13 by nine cake by myself. So I froze a good <laughs> chunks of it. So next time you come over, I'll give you some cake there. Or if you're needing to go on a drive. We That's we'll true. take stuff on our porch. Yes. <laughs> I've uh, driven like once. I've driven mm -hmm. like twice since quarantine started. I went Friday, decided to treat myself and drive around the block to Taco Bell to get some Taco Bell mm -hmm. food. We've been going actually like not to really even go anywhere, but just like on a drive just to go some like just to be. Oh, 100%. Else. I get mm -hmm. that. We drove to Belle Isle yesterday and. Oh, nice. Stopped a couple times and stood outside, but we didn't go very far. There was a few more people there than like we were, you know, comfortable being near. Um, we stopped at a couple locations just to see some stuff. 
And mm. actually stuff from the show is like coming back to me while we were driving around it. I was like, oh, let me give you this It's funny you should right mention now. that. <laughs> yeah, um, like we went by like where the zoo is and stuff and yeah. Did you see we had a listener message? Uh, no. On the Facebook. So it's funny because he was talking about how he has actually snuck into the Belle Isle Zoo. <gasps> oh my gosh, I am so envious. I wanted we my roommate and I both looked at each other. We were like, I always wanted to go in there. Like it looks so interesting. He had an interesting story too about City Club, which maybe I'll read at the end of the episode. But he basically like go for it now. Go for it now. Yeah, okay. I don't want to forget. I want to, and I want to hear this story because I haven't seen it yet. Right. So this is a message from Alex B on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. so, Hello, just found your podcast today. Not too bad. Keep it up. I started in episode one and got to the episode about Belle Isle. I've actually snuck into the zoo on the island. It's incredibly easy to do. Really interesting in there. Picks below. I wanted to share one of my weird experiences at the Leland Hotel. I was hired to shoot a video in the city club. My assistant and I arrived about 30 minutes early, as we always do. City Club wasn't open, so we poked around the lobby of the main building. The bar was open, so we decided to sit down and have a drink. While we were sitting there, this place is empty, run down, and super sketchy. To the left of the bar, there are these banquet doors that are covered with, like, tarp. Anyway, we started hearing screaming, like someone in severe danger screaming. We were kind of panicking, and the bartender isn't even reacting. We go, hey, is that normal? Everything okay? And he's just like, what are you talking about? We are like, the screaming? Mind you, it's constant and beyond loud. The bartender just looks at us and is like, what the fuck are you talking about? So we closed our tab and left and waited outside. Super weird. Whoa. I love it. Right? Oh my gosh. It makes... That that would be a freaky experience. Yeah, but I also Especially like go. being... <laughs> same. Oh, same. But like, can you imagine like going somewhere you were hired to be and all of a sudden you just hear screaming that you no. and the other guy can hear and nobody else? Uh-huh. Or at, like, at least nobody else is acknowledging. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to assume ghosts. I'm hoping I'm hoping the assumption was ghosts. Same. And not actual person, because then I don't want to go there because. Oh, yeah. No, that no. sounds not like a good time. Yeah. That reminds wow. me. Did I, ever, did I ever tell you about the story? Um. One time when Ricky was staying with me, it was like during the summer, we both had our windows open and both like both the bedroom windows, at least the both ones that were open, were faced the backyard. And we're like, all right, like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll go into bed and stuff. And I'm laying in bed. And all of a sudden, I just hear crying from like outside. And I'm like, I like thought it was Ricky. I'm like, what the fuck is he crying about? Like, should I go like, do I go ask him if everything's OK? Like. The fuck. And so I lay there for a few uncomfortable minutes and I get up and like I hear him kind of get up too. we both just kind of meet in the hallway and we see that neither of us are crying. We're like, oh, my God, I thought that was you. Oh, my God, I thought that was you. Turns out it was neither of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're just crying coming from my backyard. Weird. I'm thinking it's probably that weird, always empty church that's behind my house because I like never see cars there, even on Sunday. I you don't think- know what that building is. You know? So are you thinking some person was in there crying by themselves or a ghost was in there crying? I don't know, because like I didn't really look that closely outside because okay. like me and Ricky were too busy laughing about it inside because like mm-hmm. not that like, someone was crying, but that we both thought it was each other. Didn't know what to do. <laughs> well, I'm going to revert to ghost because I Same. always just 
think it's a ghost. Uh, Same. My roommate got really mad at me the other night because I asked if there were any ghosts here, if they would knock something over. (laughs) Was she uh, she okay spooked? She was like, don't. It's like, I'm sorry. Do you still have that old Ouija board? Yeah, it's in the trunk of my car. Uh, I'm not bringing it. You should take that into the basement and see if there's any spirits down there. No. Why not? That's terrifying. No. Yeah, but like. Think no, of how I'm cool never. It would be. First of all, not at my house. No. Yeah. No. Not yeah. where I sleep. No. Secondly, I mean, I don't know. I I have mixed feelings on the Ouija board, and mm-hmm. I just, you know, I don't need to mess with it. So why would I? I get that. That's yeah. kind of how I am with them too. I like never really played with one. Oh, I did as a kid all the time. <laughs> Love that. I don't uh nothing really happened, but you know. Right. No need to mix that up now. Mm-mm. No, like nobody no. needs that. Mm-mm. No. I'm good. I'm good. I'll stick with my programs. My ghost my programs. programs. <laughs> my cr- yes. Programs. Yes. Programs. Programs. <laughs> Sounds like pilgrims when I say it. Nice program. I'll stick with my pilgrims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what so are you sipping on anything i am i have a um rum and uh, raspberry lemonade with white rum oh Pretty that dope. sounds so fancy with all the specifics um it was a crystal light packet or like <gasps> meyer brand crystal light lemonade nice i do uh, like that stuff same it's yeah. kind of the tea yeah it's a great mixer because I've kind of gotten to the point of the year where I'm like, okay, I can't just drink everything and anything always all the time. It's mm-hmm. the time of year where I'm like vodka and some kind of low calorie mixer. So it's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Although you went with rum. <laughs> I don't have vodka in oh. the house. It's kind of a tragedy. Oh, that's okay, though. I'm out of vodka and I was like, that's okay. I have some bourbon so I can make old fashioned. So that doesn't require much. Mm-hmm. The bottle of bitters that I've had for like years went empty. And I'm like, are Aww. you kidding me? Aww. I know that the market has some. So next time I go, I'll stop and get some. But I've kind of just been like desperation Manhattans, as I've been calling them, where I kind of just like shake the empty bottle and hope that like the essence comes out into the drink. <laughs> but then just Aww. put the sweet vermouth in and just kind of pretend that it's fine. I'm sure it's not. I mean, it's different, but it's not. You can definitely taste the difference, but it's not like anything like, oh, this is disgusting without the bitters, you know? Mm -hmm. That's actually what happened to my drink today is I forgot that I did not have something I was going to make a drink with. And so I improvised. But what is it like? um, What's that saying? Necessity is the mother of invention. Mother of invention. I was like, father doesn't sound right. That Um, just reminds me. Sorry. Oh, no. One more thing. Yeah. Um, when you said improvise like that, it reminded me of there's like the Lauren Bacall commercial, which you know how I feel about Lauren Bacall and her commercials. Yeah, see the Diet Coke. Um, no, the the ca- decaffeinated instant coffee. Oh. High point coffee. <laughs> okay. But she yes. did one for beef in the 80s. Okay. And there was the line from it that I love. I think I even said it earlier today. It like the unprompted, but she's just like if they don't have beef on the menu, I look at the wind, I glare, I glare at the waiter and say, improvise. 
Like, bitch, <laughs> where's it going to get beef from? You don't want someone to improvise meat. Hell no. I no, I don't want improvised beef. Unless it's beyond Yeah. Because I but do But this like was those. the 80s. They yeah, didn't they have didn't Beyond have Beef. No, they had Where's the Beef? <laughs> where's the beef? Where's the beef? Ugh. You were, were, were you even alive when that commercial was a thing? Sure wasn't. I, I was going to say, I wasn't expecting that to come out of your mouth. I young whippersnapper. Sorry. I'm gay, so I have references. <laughs> Fair. Like... Wasn't born in the 30s. Could probably throw some sick 30s references at you. Okay, that's fair. Off the top of my head, I can't. But. But in the right context. Yeah. Makes sense. Like Lauren Bacallcock. Like, I wasn't alive for any of those. I find them on YouTube. And I watch them obsessively. Didn't even, like, make that connection. I don't remember I glare at the waiter and say, improvise. (laughs) Aw. I'm going to start. No, I'm not going to start doing that to waiters. They don't no, deserve that. Don't. That's so they don't rude. deserve that. No, that even kind of. In the food service industry, please don't. No. No. Number one way to get well spit. Although, you know what? That's such like a cliche thing. I don't really yeah. I never knew anybody who did that. But like it's one of those like things that like happens way more often in movies than actually happens in real life. hmm I will say your service might be a little less though, if you were to ask for them yeah. to improvise. Oh yeah. I always try and be, like, the most polite to my servers mm-hmm. because, like, not only, like, I always, like, kind of feel a little bit guilty. I think it's just Catholic guilt of, like, someone is waiting on me. Like, I don't know. So I always just, like, I need to be as nice as possible and, like, least burdensome. I don't think you should ever feel guilty. Just, you know, know that they're human, too. And, like, you know, assess the situation and just be mindful of, like, a lot of stuff is out of their control. Yeah. Just like Catholic guilt is out of mine. And also just like number one rule of life, don't be a dick. Yeah. Then you're oh, good. For sure. So like you're good. I'm sure you're great. I'm sure you're great. Thank you. We have not eaten at many restaurants, I'm just now realizing. Together? Yeah, no. Yeah. Not with a server. Yeah. It's been a minute. The only time I could I don't know if we actually ever have, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it. No, the one time we went to Como's, we went yes. to Como's that one time and there was a server there, but we were with a group of people and we split, oh, yeah. we split an appetizer dip. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a full about, service. <laughs> no, no. I thought you were talking about the time we went to the tea dance there. I'm like, do we have no, a server? No. It no was server. packed. It was that packed. Was very packed. Yes. Uh, I just want it to be patio season and not quarantine season. Well. Yeah. Soon. I'm hoping we get some patio season. I mean, you've got your backyard. That's true. Yeah. So you'll have, have a patio, patio no matter what. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. There might be other patios, too. Who Honestly, at this point, I am done with trying to predict when anything is going to be anything, because I don't think we're going to know because it's based on like how everybody behaves. Yeah. And also, it's just based on figuring out stuff that like, I, pe- scientists are still trying to find the answer to. So, like, right. I will say that my sister works at a hospital and she gets like daily reports. And I guess the number of cases at that specific hospital have been going down. So that's mm-hmm. a good sign. They have to go down on average for 14 days in order to be able to. Like, start, loosen things. Yeah. To like 
I'm telling you to loosen up the restrictions, babe. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the suggestion, at least. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What are you drinking over there? I realize I haven't asked that. Oh, um, I am drinking a tequila sour. Ooh, yum. Yeah, although I did splash a little bit of a watermelon LaCroix on the top of it, just to, like, Can I just tell you that watermelon it? sparkling water is the best thing? Could you agree? It, no. I mean, yes, but no. Okay, the watermelon's really, really good. But have you tried, first of all, LaCroix has limoncello flavored? Not lemon, limoncello. I've seen it. I think I've had it. It's, is it the tall skinny cans? No, it is a normal okay. size can. And it tastes like a freaking lemon bar. Like it tastes like a dessert, a lemon dessert. It's insane. I don't understand how it works. It's the best one, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try that. I've been kind of doing bubbly more than LaCroix lately. Like I did watermelon bubbly. The cans are so cute. They're like a light green can with like pink lettering and then the, the little pull tab is pink. Okay, that is pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. Bubbly is expensive sometimes, though. Do you know it's Pepsi? Pepsi yeah. makes bubbly? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who told somebody told me that like last summer or something. They're good. Though. I do like their cherry. They have a good cherry. Oh, I love the cherry. Mm-hmm. I know far too much about sparkling water. What am I doing with my life? You're on the trend. Because like I don't use sparkling water as anything other than a mixer, really. Like I don't drink sparkling water plain like almost ever. I love it. <laughs> I used to drink it as a kid, though. My mom would get like, um, I don't even know where it came from, but it had to come in like a one liter bottle and it was always sparkling flavored water whatever it was and then um as a kid i would mix it with orange juice uh-huh. and have this like fomosa kind of thing yeah that, that was like the best treat on the planet when i was like eight we used to make orange juice and lemonade that's, that's delicious that sounds better <laughs> than watered down sparkly orange juice see i'm into that though because sometimes i think orange juice is a little too thick Okay. I mean, you know? I still would drink it today if I, you know, had those that as an option. It is yeah. it's nice. It's refreshing. It's crisp. Yes. Yeah. But since it is, I don't know what I was going to say. This is not a good transition at all. But <laughs> do you want to hear a story? Yes. Okay. So I got to tell you, I started like three different stories for this week. Okay. I had one mostly done, one all the way done. And then we delayed our recording, as you know, and yeah. I just started researching for like a future one. And I mm-hmm. just have to tell you this one right now. I love when I get a story like that. Mm-hmm. I because like, you're just so excited to tell it that like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, and this one, I've known about it, but I didn't. I didn't really do any research before. I just knew about it and knew that I wanted to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I learned about this on a, a Detroit history tour that I went on and okay. it's just been sitting there for a while. So I'm going to take you on a, I mean, a journey of sorts. Love a journey of any uh, kind. We're going to talk about, and I might be pronouncing it wrong because I could not find the specifics, but I'm going to pronounce it. I think how I heard it on this tour. Um, have you ever heard of the Yo Dantega Club? I feel like the name sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Okay. Wow. Um, first of all, to start, Yo Dantega 
is Algonquin for, I found a couple things that it might stand for, but peaceful, happy spot along the banks of a beautiful river, which is a very good word, I guess, because that is a mouthful to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or in short, beautiful view. But I found out from DailyDetroit.com that it's actually the Great Village. So there's been some discrepancy, I guess, as to like what it actually stands for. But it's no matter what, it stands for some sort of like great or beauty. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Members of this club will frequently call it the Yan. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of saying, uh, you know, the full name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. or I'm sorry, I said it wrong already. Jan Dotega. I forgot the end when I said it earlier. So oh, yeah. Jan Dotega. Uh, I'm just going to go through my sources. There's a, quite a few of them because this is kind of a, there's a little bit of secrecy around this. So I had to use multiple sources. Um, I used hey. AppDetroit.net and there was a user, Bong Man, in 2006. Bong Man? Yes. Who posted some articles that his grandmother had clipped um, but he had to retype them because the scans of them were very hard to read because they were very old newspaper clippings. Okay. Um, so the articles from that were from the Detroit Free Press, one called That's Detroit Yonda Dotega Club by Norman Kenyon in 1952. Okay. Another one was from the Detroit Chimes, which is now defunct as of 1960, called Moving Day Jolts Yandotega Tradition um, Freeway Outs Exclusive Club. Mm-hmm. by Jane Shermerhorn, and the date of that is unknown. Uh, another one from the Detroit Times, Exclusive Club Loses Tradition Manager Quits After 40 Years, by E.A. Bachelor Jr. What a name. Yeah. Uh, and that was June 23rd of Year Unknown. Uh, again, Detroit Times, defunct since 1960, so before then. And then also the Beacon.net. Solid so. source list. Love yeah. that. Yeah. It was kind of nice using like uh, real newspaper articles. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I did not use Wikipedia for this at all. No, that, that that's not a clapping thing. It's just a like surprising thing. I mean, Wikipedia yeah. can be good. I think it's a good launch. Oh, I point. love Wikipedia. Right? Yeah. Like I fall down many a Wikipedia hole. You just got to look for the mm-hmm. sources in the article because like it's just like anything else. Mm-hmm. Like they list their sources at the bottom. Yeah, make exactly. Sure reputable sources. I think it's a great starting jumping off point for sure. Yeah. So this club was founded in either 1891 or 92. I saw both years listed in different sources. Uh, It is one of the most exclusive social organizations in the U.S. and possibly the world. Membership. I've heard. So it actually caps at a certain number. It's somewhere between 100 and 150. And some articles it it reads that it caps at 100 and some articles I read it caps at 150. I don't know specifically, but the only way to get in is for someone to die. I was just thinking that that's like, okay, it's capped. That means someone has to peel off before you can get in. Yes. Is the initiation you have to take out one of the other members? Just like. I, it's very secret, so I don't know. I mean, I don't think Ooh. so, but like, who knows? Um. So it's one of Detroit's most guarded secrets. It was originally located at 518 Jefferson. Okay. And there is the tagline that many people on many websites have said, what happens in Yando Tega Club stays in Yando Tega Club. I feel like I've heard that somewhere else. I feel like someone else used <laughs> I that. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-mm. Yeah, nope. I just I can't place it. I can't place <laughs> it, but I feel like I've heard that somewhere. So 
when one member dies, a new member is selected. So people don't necessarily like register like, hey, I want to be in this club. They are selected. Okay. It is very rare to have guests, basically once in a lifetime to have a guest. Most members can expect to bring zero to one guests ever in their lifetime. And Uh, never in a lifetime is that guest a female. Damn. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Yeah. So literal boys club. (laughs) Oh, we're going to get to that. Uh, All members are listed in social directories. There are actually... um, I saw a couple of these directories. They're hard to read, though, because they're just like scanned copies of them and stuff. So like the names of the people in the club aren't necessarily secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like what the club's purpose might be. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So usually, though, their, co- their names, the people in this club, accompany a little bit of wealth and dignity. Okay. Know, creme de la creme. And there is one hard, fast rule. It is keep your You don't baboon. talk about Yontan Dega? No. Okay, sorry. I need to throw that Fight Club reference. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the one hard fast rule though: keep your baboon shut. Uh, what if you don't have a baboon <laughs> to keep shut? How do apparently, you keep a baboon shut? Apparently, to be in this club, you have to have a baboon. Interesting. Uh, I'm assuming that means mouth hole. I don't know. Yeah, maybe um, it's asshole. Baboons have a red ass, don't they? No, blue. Maybe. Oh. No. Maybe that's it depends a on one. The... Some kind of monkey has a red ass. Yeah, maybe that is, babe. I don't know. I'm not a monkey expert. This we're is not, not a monkey a... ass podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're gonna go into a couple traditions. Okay. So in the original club, because we are gonna get to, they have a second location built eventually. Mm-hmm. In the original club, a paintbrush never touched the club since it was founded in 1891 or 92. And no girls allowed. Ugh. So I wrote He-Man Woman Haters, basically. Uh, <laughs> and so to get in, you have to be a member or the guest of a member. Again, very rare. And I think so... The guy that I was reading articles from, though, actually his grandmother had worked there. So I do believe there were a few females allowed on the premises once in a while. But I have a feeling that they were restricted to certain areas like the kitchen Mm -hmm. and like more, you know, serving kind of quarters and things like that. I don't think that they were allowed in other areas of the or behind the scenes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was another rule, though, that. No men from Wayne County who aren't members may enter. So your guests may not be from Wayne County. They have to be okay. from out of town. Uh, and then obviously. That kind of makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. And obviously it came up again. No females. Yeah. It is also believed that only millionaires are eligible for membership. But the club actually insists that the, to ma- the main requirement is just to be a gentleman. Stating that. This is a gentleman's club where gentlemen do things gentlemen normally do. Oh, uh, that makes me just think like gentleman's club, like the eight mile kind, <laughs> like a gentleman's club, Mm-mm. like mm-hmm. discreet encounters for discerning gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if there's no women, probably not. Yeah, no. You have to be rich to get in because the board of governors, so like the leaders of the club, can uh-huh. throw a party anytime they want for whatever they want, and they can bill it to any member that they choose. What? Yeah. 
Uh, That's such a strange rule. Uh-huh. I'm here for it unless you're the one getting stuck with the bill. But like, damn. Well, normally I don't think that they like abuse it because it's customary to throw a birth party for, or yeah, a birth party for a son or grandson being born. Notice son uh-huh. or grandson, not yeah. daughter, granddaughter. Um, who's going to get the bill? Obviously, that's dad, granddad, whatever. Yeah. But it didn't say that it was restricted to that. So basically, new members often experience themselves hosting many events. That's okay. Mm-hmm. So there is no business to be discussed on the premises. And instead, the interests of the club have two categories. Divine food and card playing. So we're going to start with the games. Okay. They have two games of choice. I'm Are they both card f- games? No, one is not. Oh, okay. Um, so one's a card game and one isn't? Correct. Uh, I'm guessing that the card game is Euchre. I'm giving you three guesses and then I'm going to answer. Okay, I'm guessing the card game is Euchre. I'm guessing that the non-card game is Chicken. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going with Parcheesi because that's an old board game. Sure. Or is it the risk non-car- because boys? Yes, in 1891 or whatever year I said, they were playing Risk. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, the non-card game is Dominoes. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the card game is not Euchre, but it is incredibly similar to Euchre. What's it called? Pedro or Pedro? I think Pedro okay. is the pronunciation, but it's spelled P-E-D-R-O. So it's teams of two sitting across from each other, much like Euchre, and it's based on points and trump cards. So basically like an ace, a 10, a jack, and a deuce are one point, and then a five of the same color, whatever suit that round is playing in, is worth five points. Is it just like Euchre, but they took the queens out? Kind of. Well, because it's not all the face cards. You know how Euchre's like all the face cards? This one is the ace, the 10, the jack, the two, and the fives. So So yeah, there's no bitches in the deck. No, well, the fives, though, take the place of, like, the jacks normally, because okay. it, if it's the same color, it's worth the, the points. So it's like okay. a similar Euchre game, but a little bit different. And it's got yeah, a weirder yeah. way to deal it, too, because there's a bidding stage where you basically bid how many points you can get if you choose the suit. And okay. whoever wins the bid gets to choose the suit. And then you discard all your cards that aren't playable at all. Like, you know how in Euchre, like, you take the cards out to begin with? Mm-hmm. You don't do that in this one. You keep all 52 cards and then you get rid of them as you go through the game if they're not playable. Yeah, it's this super sounds, weird. Yeah, this sounds like an overly complicated game. Yeah, I watched a YouTube. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, so that was like their main thing. Um, members in the original club, though, were always trying to tell people it's just a dump. Because, again, they never fixed up the old place that it was in. There was vines growing all over this place. Um, they were trying to make it look really, really low-key, but just eat divine food and play games all day. But their dinners, they're not just any fancy dinner, even. They are fancier than, like, anybody can imagine, apparently. So back in this, ho- this clubhouse, they would sit amongst the flowers. They said the peonies uh, in the rear and have these dinners. And the dinners are on Wednesday nights. They are still on Wednesday nights to this day. Okay. So in the 50s, they were eating things like ambrosial pig knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> so by the way, fun side fact, ambrosial means exceptionally pleasing to taste, smell, or the food of the gods. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. I've had ambrosia salad. Um, not my fave. Um, but I didn't know. There was a drag queen in uh, Grand Rapids whose name was Ginger Ambrosia. Okay. I didn't know it was just like a general term. Like, I thought it was a style of food. It's just like a general term. I feel like it involves jello. Does ambrosia salad usually involve jello? I think it's jello or like marshmallows. Ugh. I feel like there's marshmallows. That sounds like a 50s food. We put marshmallows and jello and then pig knuckles and then. Um, mm-hmm. But it's an ambrosial, not ambrosia. So I don't know true. if these pig knuckles. I think they were just really divine pig knuckles, apparently. They also had lobster supreme. So that means they added sour cream for going by Taco Bell rules. <laughs> Ew, I hope not. Um, and then this <laughs> is my favorite one. Steak sautéed in dream dew. That sounds sexual. Yeah. It does not sound good for food. No. Mm-mm. Keep your dream dew away from my meats. Mm-hmm. Keep and your dream dew to yourself. Food. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> But still, members referred to this as just a luncheon club. Okay. So we're going to go into a little history because... Instead of of ladies who lunch, it's dudes who dine. Basically. Yeah. So a little bit of history, though. In 1938, they went to court to prove that it was just a dinner club and nothing more. So they were involved in a lawsuit to recover around $11,000 in taxis taxes that were levied uh-huh. on the aim that they were more than just a luncheon club i'm not sure who the plaintiff was uh i'm wondering if it would be like the state or the federal government if it has to do with taxes yeah they're probably like we need some money from you yeah so the trial apparently was like a big old nightmare though because again these are they've been very secret about like their whole club up until this point but now they're going on the stand and having to talk about it and answer whatever questions come up Mm-hmm. So a lot of the clubs inside were exposed as such. And one of them is that they had a side organization known as the Kibitzers Foundation for Need Friends to Encourage Scientific Card Playing. Scientific card playing? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm not sure what that means. It doesn't sound like a front Sounds to me at sketch. all. Yeah. So also, things that brought up were brought up in this trial is there was a pair of bronze memorial doors that were used to point out the club's affluence, just to be like, "That's they got bronze club. doors." Yeah, look That's at them fancy. doors. Look at them fancy doors. Damn them doors, though. <laughs> uh, but one of the members fought back, saying, "Quote: In that old building, they looked like a silk hat on a pig." <laughs> so, um, which they also- then ate for lunch. We'll get to that, actually. Silk pig. We'll get to the eating pig in a (laughs) few. Okay. It was also stated that the members only liked clean decks of playing cards, meaning once a pack was used, it was given away to charity. So just like casinos. Yeah. In 1931, $912.14 was spent on playing cards, according to a free press article. That's a lot of money for back then. Yeah, it's a lot of playing cards. One witness on the stand was forced to tell of a special dinner given in honor of a racehorse named Azucar, which sounds like something out of Thor. Yeah. Uh, the judge listened, but ruled against the plaintiffs in the favor of Yandontega. Yandon it's a mouthful. I'm very bad at it words. Is. I apologize. It's a, it's a lot of consonants, a lot of mm-hmm. weird consonants mushed up together. I'm going to say the Yan. 
Yeah, the yawn. The yawn. Yeah. Um, stating, quote, It is generally conceded by men of culture that it were better to share a crust with Shakespeare than a Lucullan banquet with Al Capone. Lucullan or Lucullan meaning extremely luxurious. So basically, Ooh. like, why would they care so much about luxurious food? You know, like, it's just about... Uh, socializing yeah Yeah. exactly yeah it's not what you're eating it's who you're with yeah uh so let's talk about this dinner for a horse because the like this came up in a couple different things was this dinner for a horse okay so the horse belonged to frederick m algier jr and he was the ambassador to belgium in the 1950s he -hmm. was um a jan chairman and he was son to a lumber tycoon whose wealth helped him to gain a seat as Michigan governor in 1884 and then an appointment to Secretary of War in 1892 and U.S. Senate in 1902. So his dad did like a bunch of stuff in government. Mm-hmm. And then he was a ambassador in Belgium. Nepotism at its finest. <laughs> yep. So he he owned Azucar, who won the Santa Anita handicap in the 1935 race. I don't know which race that is um wait how do you spell azucar a-z-u-c-a-r i feel like this is sugar in spanish but i'm not 100 percent sure because the more you say azucar i'm like is that just sugar in spanish it's very similar if it's not that okay sorry now i'm questioning no i know i've seen i know i've seen this word too but now i'm not sure so the horse running this race won one hundred and eight thousand dollars Oh, wait, $108,400. So that dinner was very financially possible because, as you know, they could build whoever they wanted. Yeah. So they build that horse daddy. Ew. Horse daddy. Horse daddy. No. <laughs> um, so they have had a lot of notable guests. The ones that I could find in my research were the Prince of Wales. A couple of people I don't know, Admiral Byrd, Count Van Luchner, they sound fancy, Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, Yeah, he did talk about it a lot. He didn't give away any secrets, but he was very uh, impressed with it. Wait, was he he a guest then? Yes, he was a guest. Okay, okay. He said, the Jan Dotega is the best club in America. Hmm. Other people who were notable guests, Fords, Fishers, uh, Princes, Emperors, Ambassadors, uh, Dukes, Captains of Industry, the Rockefellers, the Lindberghs, the Fords, I said Fords, sorry, the Dodges, the Trumans, the Hoovers, the Roosevelts. I did hear on this tour possibly Obama, but I I have no way to corroborate that whatsoever. This is like my brain from years ago thinking that I heard that. I yeah. 100% understand. So in 1959, the membership count was said to be 108. According to one newspaper article, again, the numbers kind of are all over the place. Yeah. Um, So I'm not sure how that works. But they were forced to leave the vine-covered cottage at 518 Jefferson for a new clubhouse uh, due to the construction of the Fisher Freeway. Okay. Or the Chrysler Freeway. They're the same thing. the 10 or the 8? Or is it the 75? The 75, I believe. Okay. Because it is like, it goes right up to Jefferson. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm bad at freeways. Um, Same. Listing them, knowing where they're at, driving them, all the things. So they ended up moving between on East Jefferson, so a little further down, between Russell and Riopel. Uh-huh. I don't know how to say that, but I've seen that road a million times. Um, at 1450 East Jefferson. So mm. 
The biggest problem is the new location was temporarily visible to the public non-member eye. Ooh. Yes. So how how did they solve that? You build a wall. I mean, when in doubt, build a wall. <laughs> so they put up a big red brick wall around the grounds to help with it. And I believe from what I've heard, I didn't read this anywhere, but from what I've heard, it actually blocks it even from like the river. If you were to go by it in a boat and you see a red brick wall, that's a club. Interesting. Yeah. So, it's almost more suspicious. Yeah. I do. So the new clubhouse was built to be fireproof, and they brought parts of the old clubhouse with them. So the finials, which is a distinctive ornament at the top of the roof, you, you know, the thingy at the point. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. They also duplicated the pergola in which Wednesday night dinners were held. You have a pergola. I do. Yes. I call it the pergola. <laughs> uh, they made sure the new location had a game room, a game room, of course, a yes, second floor course. board of governors meeting room, uh, servants quarters. So, again, I do think that there were some places that maybe women, if they were working Could there, be. were allowed yeah. um, small dining or still this is still this is the location right now. So I should not be speaking in the past tense. Small dining room and modern kitchen for, quote unquote, the most wonderful food in the world. Yes, pig knuckles. <laughs> Ambrosial. <laughs> the new digs also featured a fancy crystal chandelier as a gift Ooh. from Henry Ford II. There were some memorial plaques, some framed Pedro hands, Pedro hands, uh, bronze front doors. I'm assuming the same ones from that trial, and a stuffed tarpon, which is basically a large fish because some guy's wife wanted it out of their house. Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So looking back at these articles from like the 50s or six, 50s, 60s was kind of hilarious. Uh, so one of them was talking about what do the wives have to say? Uh -huh. And it was basically like um, all the wives know is that the husbands will leave in uh, any time that they have to not to be late to a dinner at the club. They'll leave in the middle of a fight even. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So... um. One wife was quoted as saying, And I must say I grow weary of this silly little custom of toasting deceased members and the President of the United States, which takes them out of the circulation most of New Year's Day when they hold their open house. But apparently huh. she was just wrong because some anonymous member uh, was basically like, wow, she must have been mistaken and pointed out that they were. Uh, it was merely toast to the office of the President of the United States. Um, and he goes on to explain that on New Year's Day, they do actually have an open house and it's, you know, a pretty big deal. And one of the biggest things they do is that some of the members dressed in costumes to perform skits. Yikes. Yes. They used to, right before Thanksgiving, though, have another like yearly party called a feather party. Have you ever heard of one of those? I have not. Nor had I. But I thought, hmm, let's look this up and see what's happening. Basically... <laughs> According to Beacon.net, it is a fundraiser event featuring a rousing good time. Oh, rousing good time. Yes. yes. Uh, it includes socializing, snacks, and traditionally the chance to win a turkey or a slab of bacon or 50-50 raffle or other prizes. Okay. Uh, it was called this because in the good old days, they would shoot live turkeys and the prizes usually involved something with feathers. So some sort of like poultry. Work. <laughs> At the yawn, they would win a live pig. 
Okay. Yeah. Remember I said that pig would come back? Yeah. Yeah. Who would want a live pig? Some pig. That sounds like a terrible prize. Have you ever had a job where they gave you like a ham? I haven't. Or a turkey. I've had a turkey and a ham given to me at jobs before. I have not. I can imagine that being a gift, though. And it's... I I do appreciate... It's nice, but like, bitch, what am I going to do with a ham? Give me that money. And this is like... I was like in my early 20s and like... (laughs) Who needs well, a ham in late then? 20s and early 30s. It's happened multiple times to me and I'm always like, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with it. And it's like not because I looked into it's not an easy item to donate. No. Let me tell you, people will take money for those items as a donation, but they rarely take that as a donation. Yeah. Um yeah. So I want your ham. I don't really like ham. Like ham to begin with. Yeah, Fuck I'm not off. a ham person. Ham is the worst lunch meat. I said it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't do the ham. Me neither. Um. So just a co- couple quick more things. Uh, you can only get onto their website if you have a username and password. Okay. Uh, they are registered as a nonprofit. Work, of course. Mm-hmm. Their mission is social fellowship and companionship for members. Okay. You can drive by the property on Jefferson. Mm-hmm. You can't see the actual thing because there's a big giant brick wall, but you can see the giant brick wall. Uh, oh, I should actually show you some pictures really quick. I, I might cut this, but I'm just going to show this for you because this is fun. Actually, maybe I won't cut it. I don't know. I don't know things. We'll see what's happening. We'll see. So this is just like some old stuff. You can see their symbol all the way to the right there. That is the original club. I believe okay. with the uh, vines and stuff growing up it. And then uh, some of those books I was talking about. This is actually one of their playing cards. So it wasn't even just any deck of playing cards. They had them like embossed and stuff. Here That's is... crazy to only use them once then. <laughs> yeah. That's wasteful. I think. I mean, this is like, again, there's not a ton of information about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's what it looks like today. Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, you wouldn't really think much of it. But yeah, you definitely can't see, you definitely, you know, much into it either. Uh, and right. then this is just the only actual photo of an article. Um, so that is uh, what happens at the Yon stays at the Yon. The Yon Dotega Club. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's cool that like, Detroit has its own little secret society and apparently has so much notoriety that the president's visit there. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. And now I'm just like... So I thought the Masons, you know, we had the Masons, mm-hmm. obvious, clear presence. Mm-hmm. But this is this is interesting. And like, it's I always wonder how these little organizations like that stay like relevant and like here. Oh, yeah. Which you, what are they up to? It's just so much mystery. Well, and this one, I mean, this is a hundred and what, twenty eight, twenty nine years strong. Damn. Like. It was been around for a minute. Yeah, and just like the fact that there's that it's still such a mystery. Like you know, like you said, you had so many sources. You're looking at like these old, like transcribed news articles. Like, but there's not more definitive answers. It means that oh, they're no. doing their job as a secret society, but it's also like, what are you doing? That's sketch, bruh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I said, and I think I mentioned this when I was talking, like one of their biggest rules is like no talking business. 
So yeah. like they're really not supposed to be like business. It's really supposed to be, you know, I don't know. So it the is, lady to lunch. Yes. But it is it's dine. very mysterious. Very weird. Very strange, if you will. Yes. And I've I've thought about it for a while now, but because there is not great resources, because the whole point of it is a secret. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but finding those the the old articles uh, again posted by who did I say his name was? Boone Bong, Bong Man. Man. Right? Bong Man. Yes. Yep. I almost called him Boontown. <laughs> Boontown. Boone's Farms. Yeah. Bong oh, Man. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Kool-Aid with a rough past. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. Yeah. Well, that was great. Thank you for that story. I'm yeah. very excited to figure out my way into the Yantandega Club. Oh, yes. I'm sure you are prime for membership. Yes, you have to... I'll fool them. I'm sure you're on their list of future selectees. Yes, they heard this podcast. And they're like, let's give him a membership. He's clearly a blue-blooded American boy. Definitely but club material mm -hmm. and let's get rid of that woman on the podcast yes get rid of the woman we don't need women the he-man woman haters club of detroit <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well that was fabulous are you ready for something even more fabulous is it a game? because it involves a gay man it is a game i am ready so i did my two truths and a lie about someone that I hold very near and dear. Okay. I don't know how much you know about him. Okay. But we'll see. How much you know about John Waters? Oh, definitely not a lot. Okay. So he's who I did my two truths and a lie on because um, I just like fell in a hole of watching interviews with him on YouTube. Okay. And I even went as far as like drawing a pencil mustache on just to see how it would look on me. Uh, the answer is not good. It's not the Luke for me. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. But. So I decided to do some true truths and a lie about him because of it. So, mm -hmm. fact number one. Waters has had his signature pencil mustache since he was a teenager. Fact number two. He attended NYU school film for a bit, but left after an argument with a professor over a scene he wanted to make, but couldn't get approval for. Mm -hmm. Fact number three. In 2012, he hitchhiked across America holding a cardboard sign that said, I'm not a psycho. Or I'm not psycho. What was the year of that last one? 2012. This is hard. They all sound Ooh, true. Glad. Good. I'm going to go with the hitchhiking one. No, that's true. Damn. He um, It was for his book, Carsick, and he would go on to receive a Grammy nomination for the audiobook of that. And I actually read that last year. Very interesting book, the way he breaks it down, because like he... um. Like breaks the book into three sections of like the first section is like best case scenario. Second section is worst case scenario. Then the third section is like what actually happened. Mm -hmm. And he literally like from his house in Baltimore hitchhiked to his apartment in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. I honestly thought the year was just going to be the difference. Oh, no. I've tried not to do too many things like that because it's always just like, oh, it becomes too obvious after a point. 
Yeah, so I'm we're trying get- to get sneaky with my lies. I was gonna say, I feel like we're both getting a little better at these, like writing yeah. them. Ah, uh, which is actually why this one's hard because you have one that's very vague and like just could easily be a fact, but I I don't know what you could change. Well, you could change when he got the pencil mustache, but then you have the other one that was so specific. Any of those specifics could have been changed. And I'm like, uh-huh. which one did he do? We're going to go with the lie being the mustache. No, that's true. He, uh, he's had it since he was a teenager. He said he was inspired by little Richard. Oh, I was hoping he like the lie was he couldn't grow it until later or something. No, I mean, like with the pencil mustache, I was reading somewhere that he like trims like up into the upper lip. Like he uses like a razor to trim here. And then, like, he darkens it with a Maybelline lip pencil. Oh. Or liner pencil. Process. Yes. But the lie is uh, the NYU film school fact. Uh, he did attend NYU film school, but he was actually kicked out in 1966 for smoking weed. Oh. Which I thought was interesting and funny. But he does have an honorary doctorate from the Rhode Island School of Design, and he gave... That's a fancy school. Yeah, he gave... Uh, a speech and it went viral and was made into a book in 2012 called make trouble. Cool. Yeah. That's another one I've read too. It was very interesting. Good book. Just, I think it was a very apt speech for people going out there into the world. Kind of just like go out there and just mess things up. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, don't just accept the status quo. You got to push at it. I don't know. It was a good book. Good I like speech. that. I like that a lot, but just some other yeah, some other fun facts about John Waters. Mm-hmm. So he made one of the most notorious films in American history, Pink Flamingos, which have you seen it? Oh, yeah. I, that's actually one I haven't seen yet, but I know that there's a scene where Divine eats dog shit, like real dog shit. Mm-hmm. And... It's oh, go ahead. Yeah. It's... it's a, I wish I didn't know that part. Yeah. Like the real part. Yeah. Which is definitely like... But um, one critic named Gabe, uh, or no, I just capitalized that. I think it was autocorrect. One critic gave the following quote. I am not giving a star rating to Pink Flamingos because stars simply seem not to apply. Oh, Which, yeah, it's gross, it's disgusting, but, like, really what he was fighting against was the censorship laws. So, like, I think a lot of John Waters, his gross factor comes from him pushing the boundaries of censorship, which I agree with, just, like, it's interesting the ways he went about it. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, I, I can agree with that. He loves Christmas and usually tours the show called A John Waters Christmas. And he also d- usually does his birthday party in Detroit, which should be happening actually around this time. But due to the impending apocalypse has been probably canceled for this year. Um, yeah, but you can, I mean, which, you can still celebrate by watching some movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the last fact, fun fact I have is he loves books and he famously once said, quote, if you go home with someone and they don't have books, don't fuck them. That is an excellent rule that I can 100% agree with. Yeah. If you go to someone's house and you don't see books, don't fuck them. Yeah. I I mean, like like, seal of approval on that, on that rule. I'm not the greatest of readers, but I do have the intention to read more. Uh, it's on my you know, it's it's constantly on my list of like daily habits to try and instill or, you know, whatever. Same. Um, But if somebody doesn't even have books, that means they don't even have the intention of like wanting to read more. Right. 
I'm definitely not as big of a reader as I used to be. Mm-hmm, same. Unfortunately. It comes down to time, though, too. Right. And like, get the, it's just like, it's something I want to do more, but I also acknowledge that like, it is time consuming. And sometimes like, I don't know. Like, I just, I should read more. But like, I will say my bookshelf is one of the favorite things in my house. And I love curating it and kind of like, I don't know. I feel like someone's bookshelf is a very telling mm-hmm. thing. Oh, no, that makes someone. total sense. I love my books that I have. Same. Red and on red. Like, mm-hmm. they have a purpose. Yeah. Books are special. Books are fun. <laughs> Books are uh, cool. Books are great. Reading <laughs> is fundamental. Yes. But I think that pretty much wraps us for this week. I think so. Yeah. Do you want oh. to do this? You can do the things. I'll let you do the things. I'll, I'll do this I'll thing. Do the things. Well, okay. no, I was going to say, I was going to say, if you have a chance, please subscribe, rate and review. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And join us again. Yes. And then and if you want to. F- yeah. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Should okay, I do it? I say, yeah, you do it. You do it. Okay. And then you can also follow us on the social medias. Um, Facebook, Detroit Strange, or Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Strange. There's an at there. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's uh, also an at in our email address. Detroit Strange oh. at gmail.com. <laughs> I almost messed that, that one up. Uh, no, I don't know. And then you, we've got... What else? Oh, we got the Threadless thing. Yes, check out our Threadless shop. DetroitStrange.Threadless.com mm-hmm. We've got some great merch out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they're having sales all the time, so uh, always check back. And it's just like an easy way to support the show. So if you like us, like what we do, and want to show your support, head to our Threadless. Yeah, that'd be things. great. Yeah. And then, you know, once you're done listening here, head over to Planning at Podcast, check out any of the other podcasts. Uh, we've got some yes. new ones coming up, too. Uh, I'm not going to give too much away about them, but there's there's at least one coming up that I'm I'm pretty stoked for. So nice. We'll prob- yeah. So until, until next, next time, time stay, stay strange. This has been a production of Planning at Podcast powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was recorded by Sax and Violence.